what's going on welcome back to another podcast and in today's podcast i always just be wingy shit so i myself probably don't know what i'm going to title this but you already know what this is about so anyways continuing on i thought i would talk about just how i see life like not exactly how i see it but specifically how i see the beauty of life and how i get myself out of Doing things that don't really do me justice, if that makes any sense. Like, for example, on days where I feel like, fuck everything, fuck it all, fuck people, fuck the world. I try to be grateful for the things that I have, even if the things that I have, I'm not entirely super grateful for. Like, food is something that we all kind of look past, right? Like, everybody for the most part, has food in their fridge. But there's really people out there who don't have food in their fridge. So I'd be finding ways to be grateful, especially on days where I really don't feel good. And also, excuse my voice, I haven't spoke all day, so (laughs) that catches up with me. And on days where I feel like I don't know. Sometimes, like, me personally, I feel like a waste of space. I know this is getting really fucking personal, but I'm gonna be honest, because if I'm not honest, what the fuck is the point? So, there's days where I feel like a waste of a human being, or like a waste of space, right? And the way that I get myself out of that feeling, the majority of the time, I let myself sit in that feeling. Because when I'm sitting in that feeling, I know that the only place to go from there is going up, right? Like, you can't feel lower than you already feel low. Or, like, you can't feel any lower when you feel low. So, I try to remember that that feeling is temporary, especially when I'm sitting in it. And I basically go back to being grateful. Because when you're grateful, it takes you out of a state of, like, fuck everything, fuck all this. Because then you recognize, like, holy shit, this is not, this doesn't have to be here, but it is here. And I'm really super grateful for the fact that it's here. Like, when I sit in that nasty feeling of, like, fuck everything, fuck the world, I remind myself that, like, I have a fucking PlayStation, I have internet, I have a career path that I specifically want. I have everything that I specifically could want because I'm doing it, like, for example, like... When I'm making this podcast, I put myself in a state of grace because I could be doing anything in the world, but right now I'm making this podcast. You feel me? So, yeah, I also used to do that when I was going to work, just in case, like, people listening to this go to the regular jobs and don't know how to get out of that feeling of fuck this job, fuck this place, or fuck school. Sit there and be like, you know, this doesn't have to be here, but it is here. And the fact that it's here is connecting me to people, connecting me to places, connecting me to ideas that I never thought I would have. And even though the majority of the time we hate work and we hate school, like, I know I hated work and school, like, a lot. So, 
for the majority of the time, it does kind of help because you don't always hate school. You feel me? Like, you hate what happens at school. You hate what you do at school. But you don't necessarily, like, hate your friends. You feel me? Like, if you make friends at school, that's something to look forward to. And if you like certain teachers, then their classes are something to look forward to. Or if you're going to work and you have, like, a favorite coworker, that's something to look forward to. So, that's another thing that I would, like, that I would do myself is just tell myself that, like, I'm super excited to see this person. Or I'm super excited to be in this class. Or I'm super excited to do this or do that. Even if it's not exciting at all. Like, you just basically romanticize your life. And <clears throat> that's a lot harder to like just say that than to do it because when you're feeling like that you don't want to romanticize your life you want to say fuck everything fuck everybody and be angry or be sad or be whatever right <clears throat> but for me myself I recognize that that wasn't doing anything for me like being sad or mad doesn't really do anything except for destroy relationships really and that's not what I wanted to do. Like, I don't want to destroy relationships. I want to build them. And obviously building relationships takes time because you have to build a relationship with yourself before that. But when you build a relationship with yourself, you don't let other people bother you. And you won't let work and school bother you because you're like, oh, who cares? Like, this is just how life goes, you know? Like, a lot of people in my life seem to be okay with the way that life goes for them because they are they don't mind doing the nine to five and they don't mind going to school but I personally really minded it even though I was in a state of grace and gratitude when I would be at school and be at work because I did you know both of those things for like a good a good minute like when I was finished with high school I went to college for two years and that whole time I was fucking miserable, but I still went and I still did it and I still finished. And even while I was at school, I was working. Like, I was going to school and work, going to school and work. Like, every fucking day. So, I was doing two things that I really fucking hated. But I got myself through it by just being like, you know, some people don't even have jobs. Don't, have, don't even have the ability to get a fucking job. And I'm here complaining that I'm getting paid. Like, why am I complaining? And I always try to find ways to tell myself, why are you complaining? Like, that's a big thing for me. Like, I have always put myself into a state of, I don't have anything to complain about. Because that's really not true. Like, all the things that we complain about, we make them up, right? Like, if your mom and dad doesn't fucking love you, quotation marks, you make that up, right? Because your mom and dad love you because you came out of them. Regardless of whether they admit it to themselves or to you. Some people really are just prideful and they'll never say it to your face. But that doesn't mean that they don't love you. Because blood is something that never goes away. Like, even if your mom gave you up for adoption. Even if she was like, a, I don't know, fucking drug addict or something. She would still have that remorse and that feeling like, holy fuck. Like, this is my kid and I'm just giving it away. And a lot of people don't see the bigger picture or see how other people feel. Like, the majority of the time, we don't even have that shitty of parents. 
but we be crying up the ass about like this person doesn't love me when you know and like it's not even that deep like it's not that serious like me like i really complain about my mom and dad now not giving a fuck about me but like if they really didn't give a fuck about me i'd be on the fucking streets i'd be begging for motherfucking money i'd be you know busting my ass at a job that i really hated instead of trying to do what i want to do and that's something that like we all kind of parallel go through like parallelly there is some people who are really like ah, i don't really care they're just my parents but you know for other people it's like oh fuck you i wish i had better parents but your parents are doing the best that they can and another thing is just realize that life is the best it can be like even if it's shit even if it's absolute dog boo boo you have to recognize that like it's not that bad it's not that not that fucking serious obviously even if you're like me and you're really sensitive like really sensitive you're just like what the fuck like my problems ain't just gonna be swept under the rug don't tell me to just sweep them under the rug because that's not what i'm saying to do i'm just saying that like take your problems with a grain of salt because other people are gonna sweep them under the rug and you need to be okay with other people doing that because other people are probably doing that with their own problems right like, if people don't like confrontation, it's because they themselves don't confront their own problems. And if you like confrontation, it's because you like to confront the things that go wrong. And, you know, sometimes you cry for, I don't know, what if a fucking, you stepped on your dog's tail, you start crying, right? And for another person, that might make, might make a person laugh. Because their brain just doesn't work like yours. And you have to be okay with the fact that nobody has your brain. Nobody has your thoughts. Nobody has your feelings or emotions. And that's what I mean by like, take your emotions with a grain of salt. Or not your emotions. My fucking... The problems that arise. Or the problems that you create. Because there's really no problems in life. Like, yeah, there's things that happen. But those are just things that happen. And those are just bad. Like, you label them as bad. But you can also label them as a good thing. Like, I got into a car, a car crash, I want to say, like, four years ago. And that was a bad thing, but what came out of it was a good thing. You feel me? Like, I got into a car accident, and that led me to getting out of my rut of depression and not knowing what the fuck I wanted to do with my existence. And it also put me in a perspective, like, holy shit, I really could have just died, like, just like that. But... I'm not gonna lie to you, I've had a lot of near-death experiences, so that wasn't the first one to, like, put me out of my rut, but it was the one that made the biggest impact because I had no more freedom. Like, I was living with my mom, and if I didn't have a car, I wasn't able to do what I, what I wanted to do, or privacy, because my room was literally right next to hers, or it was right next to hers. So, when I finally was like, okay, well... This didn't really do anything for me. I'm just going to decide to figure out what the fuck I really want to do with everything. And that accident is what led to that. Like, led to me having that train of thought, right? And I'm not saying to take your, your emotions with a grain of salt, but just notice them. You don't have to, like, jump the gun on them. Even though that sounds like I'm saying to sweep them under the rug. That's not the case. It's more so like you see them, you acknowledge them, you feel them. 
and then you let them go because that's what they're there for. You're there, they're there to feel them. But it's not there so that you could get mad at somebody. It's not there so you can get sad at somebody. It's not there so you can react to what somebody did to you. You feel me? Like, it's there for you to acknowledge. Like, if somebody steals money from you, you're not going to be like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to go fuck this dude's day up. I'm going to go fuck this girl's day up. You take the experience and you learn from that now you know who to trust and who not to trust because you see red flags more easily because you pay attention to what happened in the first place and you review the fucking your feelings and what happened and how it happened because you don't want it to happen again and you wish this person the greatest luck because Karma does come around, like, as much as we don't want to believe that karma is real, like, just look at people that you don't like. Look at people who you really see as, like, oh, fuck you. And look at their life and look how they feel on a consistent basis. And you'll see that karma has its own funny way of playing games. Like, if you, I don't know, let's say you get mugged and you run into that same dude who mugged you, like, three years later. And he's in a fucking bins or in a G-Wagon. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, karma's not real. And then he gets arrested, like, two weeks later. And there goes his fucking car. Karma might be really fucking weird, but it does work. And you can't wish ill on anybody else because that what goes around comes around. If you're like, fuck that person, I'm going to fuck his day up. I'm going to get revenge. What do you think is going to happen to you? What do you think somebody's going to be willing to do to you? If you're willing to do that to somebody else. I always say to walk in other people's shoes because at the end of the day, it really doesn't fucking matter. Like getting revenge and all that shit and all that fucking doo-doo. Like for me, for example, I broke this kid's heart and his way of getting revenge was to try to make me fall in love with him and break my heart. Like what the fuck? Psychopath, right? Like... That sounds psychotic. Why play with somebody just to play with somebody? I don't do that. Like, I personally have never tried to do that. And I don't do that on purpose because that shit's grimy. And karma does come back. Like, even if you don't think karma comes back, let me give you a different example. I was working at this Ross and this girl liked me. And... I had no intentions of dating this girl, like, none at all. And I had told her, I was like, you know, like, I'm not really looking for somebody to date because I'm going to move in, like, a year. And I don't want to do that to you because I know that people like me really easily. I don't understand why, but people really, like, they fall for me. And I'm like, bro, it's not even that serious. I don't even know you. And the girl ends up falling, right, and writes me a whole diary of how I fucked up her life and... Which I'm not gonna lie, like, it was not really my intention to fuck up her life, but she, like, put me first in so many situations that hindered her, like, it hurt her in her life. And I had told her from the beginning, like, yo, I'm not looking for a relationship and this and that. And then I did that to somebody else. I was like, yo, like, I could put you first, this and that, right? But that was my karma, like, for fucking with this girl. This girl had no malintentions with me, but I just didn't trust that. And I didn't want to be with her. Like, at that time, I just didn't want that. And 
it came back to bite me in the ass because the next person that I was in a relationship did the same thing to me. Like I put this person first and I put aside a lot of my personal projects, my personal like assignments to help this person grow and help this person see that they can trust me and this and that, right? Basically what she was doing to me, showing me that I could trust her, showing me that she cared, showing me like this and that. I was doing that for somebody else. And then boom, this person cheats on me. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I didn't think karma was real, but it really do be like that. And when I was younger, they used to get bullied, right? Like bullied because one, my arms are really hairy. I'm a Latina and that's just like a natural trait within Hispanics. Like we're just really fucking hairy. And that's just how it is, right? So my eyebrows are thick. Not like obviously like fucking clunky thick, but they're thick enough, right? And I used to get bullied in elementary school for how hairy I was. People would make fun of my eyebrows. People would make fun of my arm and, you know, whatever the fucking case was, right? Because I wasn't sitting there with my bullies paying attention, taking notes. So that's all I knew. But now in, you know, like fucking main media, everyone's like, wow, Latinas are so fine. Latinas, you know, they're hairy, but nobody gives a fuck this and that. And now it's like a social norm. And now I'm laughing at other people's faces because they can't grow fucking eyebrows. And I'm like, bitch, you shouldn't have made fun of me. So recognize that karma does come around. Like you don't need to seek revenge or hate on other people for whatever they're going through. Because recognize that everybody has a shitty life. Like even if you don't see it, even if people are like the brightest, bubbliest people ever... It doesn't mean that they don't go through shit. It means that they don't give their problems energy. And that's what you have to learn to do, even though it's really fucking hard. And it's not sweeping your problems under the rug. You feel me? Like, it's acknowledging your problems, knowing that they're there, but not feeding into the problem. Like, if your dog shits on your bed every fucking day, you don't hit him because hitting him is not really going to do anything. You train him to not do that. And if he does that, spray him with a fucking water bottle so he learns that that's not something he should be doing. Or she should be doing. But it's not you going like, what the fuck? Like, are you fucking serious? I know because I have the same problem. Like, my cat, she don't even shit in the litter box. She shits like right outside the litter box, right? And that should be arguing my nerve. I'd be like, bro, are you fucking serious? And one day I just like stopped caring. I was like, fuck that. And my sisters come in and they're like, hey, your cat shit outside the litter box. Are you going to clean that? And I'm like, nope. Just because I was so fed up with my cat. I was like, fuck that. And my sister's like, I'm going to clean it, but next time I will get rid of your cat. And I was like, all right, whatever. Obviously not like that. It was in a more heated way, but I didn't have to clean it. (laughs) And it wasn't my problem anymore. And if they get rid of my cat, then, like, honestly, I'd just leave my house if that was the case. Because, like, I'm not going to deal with that. So, you know, deal with problems as they come up. I'm not going to say that you need to be worried and plan for every fucking incident that may occur because that's really unhealthy. And that's something that you don't want to be doing either. Like, if I fed into the problem that I'm worrying about my cat shitting outside the litter box and next time they're going to get rid of her, like, no. If I'm really, really worrying about that all the time, then it's probably going to happen just because I'm thinking about it so heavily. And because I'm thinking about it, the universe is a funny little person and it loves to play tricks on us. It loves to bring us things that we think about. Like, have you ever noticed that, like, when you're addicted to something, 
The universe gives it to you and gives it to you and gives it to you and gives it to you. Why? If you're addicted, wouldn't that be a bad thing? Wouldn't the universe try to stop you? No. It gives you things. It gives you what you want. And if I want to keep my cat, then I focus on, hey, I love this little thing and I'm just going to show it love while I have it because I'm really grateful for the fact that I have it in the first place. So try to focus on really productive things and try not to get wrapped up in all of the fucking problems and shit because the problems are just a piece of life. It's kind of like if you're really stuck in depression, but you try to like, for example, when people are really stuck in depression, they shrug off their happiness, right? Like I knew this kid who was really fucking depressed. I know a lot of kids who were really depressed and they would just like, they wouldn't acknowledge their wins. Like they wouldn't get cheerful. They wouldn't like be happy for themselves and they just wouldn't be happy period because they're like no I'm a sad boy and I'm like what does that do for you like you're not attracting anybody like you're single you've been single like have you noticed that it's for a reason like nobody wants to be around a sad person who's sad all the fucking time and they got really butthurt by the fact that I said that but I'm gonna be honest like nobody likes to be around somebody who's sad all the fucking time like, that's just not fun, right? And if you can't acknowledge your wins, because I was around these people, these were my best friends. Like, I always kept guy best friends, and it was always the happened to be fucking sad boys, right? And whenever something good would happen to them, I'd be like, good job, like, you did this. And they'd just be like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, what do you mean, yeah, whatever? Something good just happened to you, you're not going to acknowledge it because you'd rather be like, wah. So that's what we're doing. And that shit would irk my soul, right? Because I was trying to acknowledge their wins for them. But I can't be their fucking mom. So I was like, okay. Since you think that that's not a win, how about I give you a fucking lose? How about I give you a reason to cry? And I would cut them off. Like, I'd be like, okay, bye then. Like, why the fuck is you crying? I felt like one of those moms who was like, why are you crying? I'll give you something to cry about. Like, there's certain points where we're just stuck in our own heads for no reason and that's when you have to look at yourself check yourself and be like what the fuck am i sad for and sometimes that you know can cause other emotions but like the fact of the matter is that you were sad so be in the moment because what the fuck are you feeling right now like you can't always be sad nothing is there to always be sad about and when good things happen you really have to acknowledge them like for me the way that i acknowledge my wins is trying to make things to look forward to like how I used to do that with school and work like that's my way of keeping myself happy keeping myself positive keeping up with I got this I can do this and I did it so you know don't sweep your problems under the rug but don't give them all of your feelings all of your attention because that's why we create more problems for ourselves like if you're really sad and you're like, oh, well, my mom doesn't love me. My dad doesn't love me. Those are self, like, those are self-made problems. Even if your family really doesn't love you, like, you shouldn't care if your mom or dad loves you. Even if they do love you, you shouldn't even fucking care because as much as, like, their family and their love and their blood, one day they're not going to be there to give you that love. So even if they love you now, it shouldn't really make a difference. Like, one day some 
people won't be there and you have to be okay with them not being there and not to say that that's like a really like I'm not trying to say that in a negative way like don't love your parents whoop whoop but it's like love your parents but don't give them everything and don't make them super 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 prioritized because one day they're going to be gone and you're not going to have anything to be prioritizing you feel me like obviously enjoy their presence while they're there but don't make all of these good things or these bad things your everything you need to make yourself your everything like that might be selfish to some people but when you take care of yourself you take care of other people like that's something that a lot of people don't recognize or that's something that a lot of people will point fingers and say that you're selfish for because you want to take care of other people and tell me how the fuck that makes any sense like it doesn't so really just focus on yourself like that's really what it comes down to if you're stuck in your little rut or if you're stuck in depression focus on your fucking self focus on what you want to do and obviously it's going to be really hard to get yourself out of mentality of like fuck everything i don't want to do anything but it takes time like you can't just be positive one day and then the rest of the days be negative and expect your life to change like two you know a positive plus a positive plus a negative still takes away from the positives so you have to keep going and like really just stay positive like be positive seven days a week or five days a week because you're gonna outweigh the negativity and eventually you're going to overcome that negativity or overcome that sadness because really what the fuck do we have to be sad for like I find it amazing that I'm talking to you over a phone. So that's like my number one reason for why I don't complain about anything. Because like I have a whole smartphone. Do you remember in the fucking 90s when you had a clunky ass motherfucking brick of a phone? Like look how far humanity has come. Like there's really not that shit to be sad about. Like there is things to be sad about. Like, I don't know, my uncle recently passed away last year in November, and I was really sad because I actually really cared about this uncle. Like, this was the first person that, like, hit me when this person died. And, you know, instead of feeling bad and just crying and crying and crying about this, I just, you know, said thank you for giving my dad a good brother like thanks for giving my dad a good experience with relatives thanks for giving my dad love when he needed it because him and my dad were in the same position you feel me like my dad was abused by his dad right and his dad obviously abused his brothers as well so they were in the same position he knew how he felt and I really just appreciated him for having his life period because I know that he's not gone. Like, when people die, I take the fact to acknowledge that their spirits, their love, their life, will live, it will live on forever. Just because I have pictures of him. Just because I have a memory of him. Just because, like, there's people who know that he was here with me. Like, my dad is never going to forget his brother. You feel me? So, you kind of have to recognize that within losses there's actually wins like there's actually wins of everything and when you're thinking about all your losses or the way that you're losing in life 
you're actually looking at the things that you're winning. Like, if you're really fucking depressed and you stay in bed all day, guess what? You're winning because all these other people are going to work <laughs> and all these other people are going to school and you get to relax all the fucking time. Even if it's out of sadness, because sometimes your body just needs to be asleep, like it needs rest. And if you're not giving it the proper rest or nutrients, then it's going to shut down on you and it's going to be really depressed. Like, you don't want to do anything. And although that may look like a really big negative to you, you have to see all the bright sides of everything, even when there's no bright side. Like, when, for example, when my grandma died, that was a big deal in my family. And this was, I want to say, like, 12 years ago. Maybe more. Like, 13 years ago, I was like... No, it was 12 years ago. I was, like, 11 or 12. And when my grandma died, it was a huge deal because she was, like, my... All of my mom's side of the family, like, that was her... Their favorite person. Like, everybody. Like, my sister... My cousin, my other cousin, my mom, her sisters, like, everybody's favorite. And so that was, like, a really hard thing to experience, especially at the age of 11 and not understanding the concept of death. You feel me? Like, you don't really understand death until you're grown and you're like, oh, they just sleep? Like, it's just, your life is just over? Like, we don't really know what happens? And to this day, I'm not going to sit here and say that I understand death because I don't. You feel me? Like, I'm not dead. So I don't really understand death to this day. But I know that one day I won't exist. And that hit me hard when my grandma died. Like, I was like, holy fuck. Like, one day that's going to be me. And I didn't know how to grasp that, like, at all. While everybody was busy crying about my grandma being gone, I felt guilty. Because I didn't really know her. I didn't really talk to her. We didn't even have a relationship. Because she was so old by the time, like, I could understand shit. And she was, like, 90... 97 when she died so when I was barely born she was like 80 she was already in a wheelchair when I came out so I really had no relationship and I felt guilty for not having a relationship with her and you know everybody was crying and it was really fucking sad but the way that I found light of the situation was maybe I wasn't meant to know her like she was already everybody's favorite and everybody has shown so much love that I know that she was a good person and that she tried her hardest and that she deserves all these tears and all this love and all of this, you know, care. Like, even after she was gone, they still really took care of her and it was really, like, I found it really beautiful to watch, like, the grieving process and to not be in it myself, even though I felt like I was being selfish for not crying or for, you know, not knowing her. Because I obviously did cry. Like, the first day that I found out, I was like, holy shit, grandma's gone? Like, I didn't really know her, but that didn't mean I didn't love her at all. And I cried, and it was really sad. Like, it was really sad. But even after I stopped crying, like, there was like weeks of family members who couldn't stop crying like my sister she could not stop crying my two cousins they could not stop crying and it was beautiful to watch the process of them grieving just because like 
just to know that she was so loved. Like, it was really unique. And although I myself didn't go through that intense of, like, a process, I still saw the beauty in it because I'm like, when I die, I hope somebody cries this fucking hard because holy shit, she hasn't stopped crying in like two weeks, you know? Like, I hope somebody loves me that intensely. And after like a week of my grandma being gone, I had dreams of her like back to back to back to back. And I was like, maybe she was talking to me in my dreams and telling me that, you know, like it's okay to not be sad because we didn't really know each other, but... That doesn't mean that I don't care either. And that was her way of showing me that, you know, she was okay. And I found that really, like, beautiful. So recognize that, you know, there's winds everywhere. You just have to acknowledge the beauty of life itself. And obviously that's going to be really fucking hard because work, school, eat, shit, breathe, rinse, repeat. But you have to step back and look at the bigger picture because it's not always that bad. Do you feel me? Like, work isn't always that bad when you focus on something that you want to be doing or something that you want to be known for. Like, I've always been this sensitive when it came to emotions. So I always knew that I wanted to do something that had to do with feelings and had to do with helping people through processes of them not knowing what they're going through because I can see from the outside. And I can have no bias because I'm not in your life. And when you're depressed, you're really not going to want to do anything. Like, that's just how it is. You feel me? Like, you have to get through all of your ruts. But it takes a lot of commitment to yourself. And it takes a lot of seeing the beauty. Even when there's no beauty. Even when you're like, fuck this. I'm going to flip this table. Like, fuck all of this. Life, you have to take every win. Because... We're constantly getting kicked down by the universe, and then we're constantly getting kicked down by our enemies, and then we're constantly getting kicked down by friends and family, even when we think that that's not the case. Like, we're constantly getting kicked over and over and over, and so you can't let life beat you up. You have to get up and learn to take a beating. Like, that sounds, you know, like I'm just saying, like, your problems are not that serious, but you can't make them that serious, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you feel them, and yeah, they suck, but don't let that stop you from being who you are supposed to be or from being who you want to be because that's really like the most I think that's the biggest thing that depression does to you like it doesn't do anything for you it stops you it stops your growth it stops you from wanting to achieve goals it stops you from wanting to love people it stops you and it stops you from trusting it stops you from you know, feeling good. And when you don't feel good, you don't want to do shit. It literally makes you sick. It can cause so much stress and so much anxiety that now you have stomach problems. Now you have intense intestinal problems. Now you have circulation problems. Now you have iron deficiencies. Now you have deficiencies, period, because your body doesn't know how to deal with this feeling. So it thinks that there's something physically wrong with you. You have to take care of yourself, like, recognize that no one's going to be on your side. And that's not to piss you off or to make you feel some type of way, you feel me? Like, that's just honesty. And it's brutal, but it's needed. Like, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it if you're really going through some intense-ass emotion and I'm not telling you to sweep it under the rug. 
because that's not the case. If you're like grieving right now, you have to notice that only you could feel that. Only you are in your head. Only you have your thoughts. These other people don't know what you're experiencing and they'll never understand because they don't have your thoughts. Even if you were to explain it to somebody, it's kind of like when, like, for example, when I was friends with all these sad boys, they're like, you don't understand what I'm going through. And I'm like, okay, tell me what you're going through. And they would explain it in intricate details. And I'd be like, okay, so this happened. And they'd be like, no, you don't get it. That's the same thing. Like, if you tried to explain how you felt to somebody else, they wouldn't get it. Just like how I explained how I was watching my family grieve and how that was beautiful to me. Nobody's going to experience or know what I experienced, even if I were to tell them. Because you yourself are probably like, what the fuck? That's weird. You know, like, how can you see beauty out of pain? And to me, that's when you grow the most. So... As much as I can explain how I feel, you're only going to understand to your extent. You're not going to be where I sit. So there's no point to one explaining yourself to other people. So don't explain yourself at all. Just note that you have to be strong enough for your battles. Like it really comes down to how strong you are for yourself. Because nobody's going to sit in your skin and tell you that everything is going to be okay. And stroke your hair and wash your fucking head for you like yeah there's some people who really will take that extent and they will do a lot of things for you but they can only do so much like if you went to a therapist the person can tell you what's wrong with you but it's up to you to fix it you feel me like you're not gonna be cured over fucking night one day of therapy and boom you're fucking perfect like that's just not realistic you have to be your knight in shining armor to save you while you're sleeping in your bed like that's just how it is and obviously that's really hard to hear like when you're going through those cycles of like fuck I wish somebody would just come save me I wish this person would come into my life I wish I had a girlfriend I wish I wish I wish but you need to wish that you cared about yourself enough to do all those things and to put in the time and effort that you deserve for yourself Because when you're able to put in the time and effort for yourself, other people will see that you have high standards because you care about yourself. And a lot of people don't care about themselves. And recognize that when you love yourself, everything comes easier. Like, I was never really in cycles of, like, rut situations because I always put so much into myself. So I was always getting girlfriends and I was always getting boyfriends and I was always getting everything that I ever wanted, like... I asked, you know, this is weird, but I used to pray to get my license because I'm fucking slow. Like, I will not pass tests for the life of me. And little fun fact, my teacher, who was a substitute in this driver's ed class, took my permit test for me. So if you ask for things, you will receive things, but it has to be... You know, you caring about yourself to the extent to where you don't even care. You're not even drowning in the noise. You're not feeling like you're underwater. You're swimming. You have to be swimming in order for the things to be given to you. And when you're like longing for girlfriends and boyfriends and, you know, to pass this class, to get this, to get this, you're going to be longing for a long time because you yourself are not willing to put the effort into yourself before you put the effort into whatever you're going to do. Because things really do get handed to you if you really ask for it. 
And I know that this is something that a lot of people long for. Like, when I was friends with all my sad boys, like, they're like, I wish I had a girlfriend. Wee, I wish I had somebody who loved me. Wee. And I'm like, bro, maybe you would have a girlfriend if you didn't cry all the fucking time. And they'd be really mad, but I'm going to be honest. Like, nobody wants to be around somebody who doesn't give a fuck about themselves, but wants another person to give a fuck about them. You see that? Like... That's kind of like if I started to cry on this podcast and I'm like, please, please listen to me, please. I need viewers. I need listeners. Like, nobody wants to listen to that shit. Why would I want to listen to somebody begging? Like, begging is not cute. Like, you feel me? Like, it's, you have to be willing to put the time and effort into yourself to be chill. Like, the only way that you get to a level-headed space in your mind is to be calm cool and collected you feel me and people like people who are calm cool and collected because they're like wow how are you like that how can you do that how can I do that and it also helps just because like you become a role model for people that you are around when you get yourself out of these ruts like People are going to look at you and be like, damn, you blew up. Like, what happened? You're just like, well, I started pouring into myself and not giving a fuck about other people and what they're doing and what they're thinking and what they're saying. Because at the end of the day, I got my goals that I want to do and I'm going to do it. And sometimes when we're in these ruts, we don't want to do anything. But that's just like the fact of the matter is that you shouldn't be doing anything when you're in these ruts. You should be focused on yourself and like nurturing yourself essentially because you're your like you're your greatest advocate right so you have to be that person like you have to fight for yourself even if people call you whatever the fuck they're gonna call you even if you take losses every fucking day you have to show up for your wins and acknowledge those wins way more but anyway I think that's where I'm gonna end it because I don't want it to go over 50 minutes and yeah I hope that you had a good day, good night, whenever you're listening. And I hope that you acknowledge your wins for yourself, for your sake. So you can see the beauty of life. Because it's not all shit. You feel me? Like, there is shitty parts. Like, don't get me fucking wrong. There is shitty parts, but there is beautiful parts when you look for them. So, anyways, yeah, I hope to see you in the next one. Peace.